Our sponsor for this episode is exceptionalgarden.co.uk. Now, Caroline, you know I love my garden. <laughs> I know. And to be fair, you've totally transformed our garden over the last few years. It was just a weedy lawn and some overgrown conifers when we moved in. Oh, and now it's just our very own haven when we need a break from the stress and strain of dealing with our very needy guests. And I've got another big project planned for the garden this year. Say goodbye to the old potting shed and hello to two new patio seating areas. I know you love a seating area. Oh, I absolutely love a good seating area, but I don't know when you're going to find the time to do all of this. Oh, I'll make time. And when I do, I'm definitely going to be stocking it from exceptionalgarden.co.uk. The problem is that most garden centres have the same old stuff that costs a fortune. Exceptionalgarden.co.uk has a huge range of amazing furniture and garden accessories from fire pits and barbecues to log stores and pizza ovens. Pizza oven, now that's an idea. Oh God, I love the sound of that. And the best part is that they offer free postage on their entire range. So guys, if you're dreaming of summer like we are and your garden space needs an upgrade, please do support our sponsors and head on over to exceptionalgarden.co.uk. Now let's get started with the podcast. Can't wait. After the 24 hours that we've just had, I am thinking about reverting to my plan B career option. <laughs> oh no. You know. <laughs> what is plan B career option? This is a new one for me. Professional chocolate truffle maker. Oh yeah. Well, I should, yeah, I think I top trumped you on that. No, one, I was but... offered a job at the end of it. I told you I would be. Oh, what with the lovely Kerry Witt down in the New Forest. <laughs> this was a chocolate making experience. You might have seen it on our socials um, that we did down in the New Forest with with Kerry, uh, Chocolate by Miss Witt. Yeah. Um, it's part of our experiences um, to Stay New Forest, isn't it? That we are, well, I think we've talked a few times about the fact that we're linking with local suppliers and producers, but actually now what we're trying to do is get out and do these experiences ourselves. So This that is the fun bit. This is the fun bit, mm. and we can document it, and we can put it on social media. There is a real i'm pretty sure i've already put it on the secret service podcast instagram if i haven't i will do yeah um but um you know going into it so it was uh the two of us and it was kim and lee yeah, so yeah we uh, had a lovely time we went to um get taught all about um how to make chocolate and how to make chocolate truffles and i did say going into it that mine would be the best and that okay. i would be offered a job at the yeah, end of it I, i'd I, just I, like mm. to point out that that's exactly what happened <sighs> I, 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 I can't, uh, no, I can't actually string a sentence together. I do apologise. I think my truffles were the best, but because they were so gorgeous and so fantastic, they were a bit boring. Yours were, well, basically they looked like Star Wars Death Stars. But it was great. It was good fun. Um, I think, yeah, I think we're really onto something with those experiences and it was a really good day. Um, so uh, that happened a couple of weeks ago. We're still trying to catch you up on everything. It's, oh, um, it's been we, crazy. we just don't have enough time to, to cover everything. We, we, we must make sure we don't take such a long break from the podcast next time. Um, but yeah, after the 24 hours we've just had, I mean, chocolate truffle making it sounds quite uh, appealing, to be perfectly honest. Um, but uh, we'll go into that. We'll talk to you more about uh, the last day that we've had because it's yeah. been 
pretty know. manic, hasn't well, it? It's been it's been sort of at both ends of the spectrum for stress and enjoyment, really. Because uh, oh, um, I've got something for you. What is that? There you go. Well. That's actually a this fortune. This is from cookie. our Chinese takeaway last night. Yeah, I mean, we've lived here how long? Seven years. Seven years, and this is an embarrassing confession. I was just about to say for that for people yeah. that are um, uh, that that talk very openly about trying lots of different cafes <laughs> and restaurants and stuff. That, that <laughs> we've just discovered an awesome Chinese takeaway about five minutes from where we live, yeah. and we've been here for seven years. Yeah. It's really um, embarrassing, and, isn't it? Um, yeah. What is this then? A fortune cookie? Yeah, it's meant to. You open it and yeah. you eat it, obviously. And then within the cookie, there's a little like Chinese. I think it's, it tells your fortune. Hopefully, it's going to say we're going to have a very profitable year. How do I get to the not the too many disasters? I don't want to munch away on the mic. Well, I think you can just break it open, oh, okay. can't you? Yeah, and then it's a little bit of paper in oh, there. Oh right, yeah, okay, right. So this I'm, is going I'm, to tell my fortune. Are you yeah, you're ready for this. What no. if it says that I'm going to run off with a hot? young blonde model <laughs> i don't know quite what i'd say to that one mark <laughs> does it say that um words to that effect yeah i would say <laughs> it says you will grow old gracefully oh <laughs> quite sure what to make of that uh, oh okay. dearie me thank yeah. you i guess yeah. Um, yeah. So no, we had a great Chinese. And that speaking of um, speaking of nice meals, um, Valentine's this week. This is kind of our Valentine's episode, I guess. Um, we had our main Valentine's treat at uh, um, Downton Abbey, um, Clare Castle. But we should probably tell our listeners um, where we actually spent uh, real Valentine's, uh, and I, I really treated you, didn't I? Well. What can I say? I actually had a fantastic chickpea tagine uh, with a nice cup of tea in the very salubrious surroundings of Gloucester Services. Gloucester Services, it had to be. How could it be anywhere else? I know how to treat my woman. Uh, a slap-up meal at Gloucester Services. We've got the M5 to thank for in that In the one, middle of an eight-hour round trip down to yeah, Yeovil to, yeah. um, what were we doing? Oh, yeah, filming socials. Oh, um, weren't we, yes. Uh, so, no, it was a good day. Uh, it was a bit of fun. Um, so, yeah, Gloucester Services. But in the context of this podcast, it couldn't be anywhere else, could it? No, absolutely not. I, um, it was. Ju- I have to say it was really nice, wasn't it? We got chatting to the to the chap in the queue. You didn't give me time to give him one of to give him one of my cards, unfortunately. But the chap, we were stood behind, we were talking about what pudding it was. He said, oh, it's Wednesday, it'll be sticky toffee pudding. Yeah. <laughs> so but clearly they, They've got their dedicated regulars just like love, us, I think. Yeah, Gloucester um, Maybe that's not why they've reached out for sponsorship yet. They don't need us. Uh, anyway, so what have we got in store for everybody in this episode? Well, we left everybody with a cliffhanger last week, didn't we? Would our guests be gentle on Lisa for her first shift? <laughs> Well, they absolutely have not been gentle on Lisa first. So to say she was thrown in at the deep end oh, is an understatement. So we're going to uh, tell you a little bit about uh, our last 24 hours and the crazy Friday we've had. Um, we are also going to be talking about right person, right place and skill-based recruitment. Yeah, so um, our team is coming together really nicely. and We're going to talk a little bit about uh, our approach to that. Um, so that's going to be really interesting. And back for the first time in season two, we're going to be having a good chat with Kim. Should we get started? Let's do it. Okay, let's get into it. Hello everyone, my name is Mark Winship. And my name is Caroline Winship and together we run hotels and vacation rentals across the UK. With our team. Well, of course with our team, we couldn't do it without them. And one thing's for sure, there is never a dull moment. You can say that again. Welcome to the Secret Serviced Podcast. 
Are we going with the Secret Service podcast or Secret Service podcast? So this last 24 hours has been an absolute baptism of fire for Lisa, hasn't it? Um, I, I genuinely, well, you were, had to mop Mark's brow yesterday because he was genuinely worried that as her first shift that Lisa would think, oh my God, this is just like horrendous. I don't think I was worried. I know she's more than up to the task. Um, it's just there's so much that's new yeah. at this stage and almost immediately that she was given the reins um obviously yesterday was was danielle's last day so we wished farewell to danielle yesterday um and she signed off on all the comms and almost immediately everything kicked off (laughs) typical friday danielle if she's listening will relate to that typical friday typical settle um and we've got you know we've got guests kicking off and being arsy and being rude Mm. and um you know lisa thrown right into the thick of that dealing with it brilliantly i have to say Um, we have told her that dealing with it brilliantly um uh, realistically needing very little guidance from from me um but no it was um i guess in a way it's a good thing like if she's if that's been her first day on the job and she's got through that and with still some level of enthusiasm <laughs> for our business and what we do yeah. then i guess that bodes well for the future because it doesn't get a lot worse than that but it's like we always say isn't it that the, the rc guest. so we were pretty much i think fully booked last night across the entire portfolio so to put that into context that means uh, that last night um we probably had 55 to 60 guests stay oh, more than that because you'd have all the associated partners and people yeah, like that okay bookings then um and only one of them uh, decided to be rc and that occupied uh, all of our collective time and headspace mm. for the entire friday night and that's unfortunately the way it goes um but she had that to deal with so this was a guest that um arrived from the moment they arrived they'd got it into their head they didn't like where the property was so stuff we had no control over nothing to do with the property itself um they didn't like the sort of the setting and the location and you know we've we've never had any issues with that obviously we reassured them of that but from the moment they arrived it was not for whatever reason not what they were expecting and um yeah from that moment on they were just quite clearly and we've seen enough of this to know it when it's happening they were quite clearly jumping on anything they could Mm -hmm. uh, in order to uh, prepare the ground to ask for a refund which they have now done so first of all it was the heating not working uh, but the heating was working and then it was they started to take photos of uh, the apartment not being clean and we'll always be the first to admit and we, we're sending someone around to look at it and everything else will always be the first to, if it's not right but from the photos they've sent oh you couldn't see it i mean there was the odd in. there was a dot on the wall that's clearly some sort of mark and, and it's it's not really a a, a cleaning issue because i <clears throat> i'm fairly sure excuse me if you um scrubbed away that you take the paint yeah. off so yeah. it, it's slightly more of a maintenance issue that something's got splashed on it or whatever i mean we're, we're talking like fairly microscopic stuff mm. here aren't we yeah. um and it just it just stinks of someone who is um just playing the game a little bit and like for us that's normal well it's not normal it doesn't happen very often but it's it's kind of we know what to expect yeah, we've seen we that do. before yeah. but it's just a shame I, I 
I, I wasn't worried about Lisa, but I was almost, you almost feel like you have to apologize for your own business sometimes, don't you? And like, <laughs> yeah. really sorry that the stress it's causing. Um, but, you know, equally, there were times during the week where, um, you know, she was sort of wondering, you know, what all the fuss was about, yeah. because actually it was very quiet, wasn't yeah. it? I, I want to say something here from the perspective of us, Sustain New Forest Management Service. And, you know, I've been on Facebook quite a lot recently looking at all the threads for other service accommodation providers like ourselves, not managers, but providers and their various gripes and complaints with all the big boys that do all the management. And I cannot believe the lack of service that some of these big management services offer. They shut the doors at five and don't respond to guests. They don't actually provide anyone with guest comms. And I can't believe that we offer such an amazing platinum yeah. service to our landlords, to our guests, because all of this, Lisa was, we were all truly professional and our guests would have been, you know, communicated with on a very professional level. Yeah. So, uh, you know, to anyone out there. That, that so what you're saying is had they been with um, cottages.com, for example, um, that this get, had the landlord been with cottages.com, this guest basically wouldn't have had any of their queries replied to after about no. five o'clock. No, and that not. will almost certainly have escalated yeah. issues. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. And I think, you know. I, I find it so frustrating that the people don't appreciate how good we are. <laughs> Well, it's a marketing oh. thing, though, isn't it? That they've got the they've got the market sewn up between some of the big players, and for us coming and trying to disrupt that industry, mm. it's going to be a hard slog. We know that to convince people of the value that we add. Um, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right on that one. Um, I tell you what's also interesting. Oh, oh, sorry. Before we move on, um, that wasn't the only thing that Lisa had to deal with. Far from it. Uh, what else did we have? We had the parking. We had the park. Oh God, parking. Oh, I didn't actually ask Lisa what happened with that when we just no. caught up with her. Um, so we have uh, a bizarre. I don't know what it is about certain properties, but we have a bizarre uh, uh, tendency for guests at one of our properties to block the driveway to the rear <laughs> of the the house where there is additional parking, and they just park in front of the driveway. Yeah, okay, well we've now ordered some signs saying don't block the driveway. But if you saw it you would go, like no person in their right mind would park there. And actually last night they blocked somebody in. It's bad enough blocking someone out from yeah. being able to park down there, but they actually blocked someone in uh, who couldn't then escape the hotel, basically. Um, I don't know why they keep doing it. Um, I, I've got my thoughts. I, there's a similar property next door who doesn't have any parking. Maybe it's not even our guest, yeah. Yeah, I think right. someone I mean, just parks and they don't care. Yeah, uh, it could well be. It's, it's actually quite a likely... Um, scenario i would suggest uh, so anyway she had to deal with that and we had to teach her how to find everyone's car registrations on the online check-in forms and bits and pieces so it's been a real learning curve she's learned a huge amount about the business in 24 hours which mm, is quite definitely. good we also had the minute alarm sounding um at little haze which alerted us to uh, the fact it was a bit noisy but that uh, tailed off and, and kind of amounted to nothing so yeah so it, it basically she she had a real baptism of fire for her first shift didn't she yeah, but she did amazingly well. I tell you, so what I was going to say is, so we uh, had a family trip. Um, you know, we know how to live in this family. So we, we it's half term for most people. And uh, we wanted to spend the day with our son. And uh, what did we do for lunch? We went to Ikea. Um, <laughs> We know how to live it up. No, we went to Ikea because um, our, our son is looking to upgrade his bedroom. Uh, anyway, uh, as we were going around and we were getting some design inspiration. So I, I 
teach people about serviced accommodation and, uh, and 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 train them how to do what we do essentially and, and build their business and anyone that's uh, been through any of that with me uh, will be aware that I talk until I'm blue in the face about your guest avatar mm. about having your ideal target market that's really what this is all about and that will influence your decision making when it comes to selecting the type of property that you're going to uh, acquire, how you set it up, how you furnish it, the services you provide, everything stems from having yeah. a really clear idea of who your target market are. And we have a number of different target markets mm. for our various properties. And when we go through that process of identifying your ideal guest avatar, I always encourage people to um, go into as much detail as possible. We did this process with Meadowcott, I remember it distinctly, really pinning down who they were, where they lived, where they're coming from, what the family yes. looked like. You know, really quite detailed and I think people think I'm joking sometimes anyway back to Ikea it's fascinating to see the big boys taking that really seriously mm-hmm. so I was going around looking you know they've got the the, the sort of example room layouts haven't they yeah and um what I noticed I took a photo of it actually I'm reading it off my phone I might put it on our socials is um they had a, a, an information board if you like about this particular room and this is what it said it says about this room Serena and Martin live in a three-bedroom semi-detached house in Hucknall with their two children Archie 11 and Elsa 3 their living dining room is multifunctional space for eating and socializing as a family or with friends working from home doing children's homework and reading I know it's amazing, isn't it? Now that is the definition of defining your your guest avatar, yeah. isn't it? I thought it's fascinating yeah. that they've done that. Very clever, um, and that and they is... make it really personal as well. Because yeah. obviously, this story is based in Nottingham. Um, they presumably have a very similar message to. I would other... imagine it's yeah. tailored, yeah. yeah. But it's trying to bring it to life for people, mm, yeah. and um, they've literally gone through that process, and they see the merits of. Um, engaging with their target audience i just thought that was fascinating that's really really i've never seen that before i i I don't know if anyone else has seen that but i think that's a new addition to ikea and i just thought it was really interesting yeah no it's very good anyway we've got um we've got a listener's message uh, a really interesting listener's message uh, that i'm going to read to you now um that i think is gonna promote some discussion um, so it goes, uh, hello, Mark and Caroline. It's Ben from Taylor Swan Property here. I just wanted to message to say I'm really enjoying the podcast and you are both absolutely smashing it. Again, stating the obvious, guys. Um, <laughs> Mark, you may remember that I got into property by listening to you when you did your previous podcast. I did my training and you taught us all about serviced accommodation. Uh, he didn't actually say that. He named the company that I used to work for, but I'm not going to give them a plug to all our tens of listeners. Um, <laughs> I, I've I've learned so much from you and your podcast, so thank you. Ben, of course, I remember you. Uh, I seem to remember that when you came on my service combination course, you were just about to embark on a really exciting holiday-let development project in the Snowdonia National mm. Park. Um, we will have to get you on at your service. It would be great to hear your story and how you guys are getting on. Um, and hey, Caroline, maybe you can add their place to the UK tour that you're planning for oh, us. Oh, absolutely. My UK tour is expanding as we speak. I love Snowdonia. Yeah. Brilliant. Anyway, he goes on. I really feel for you guys when it comes to booking.com. I can't believe how awful they are. This brings me on to my question. We're not far off launching our first unit and have another two on the go. Would you advise to advertise on booking.com with all the issues they have, or would you stay clear and use Airbnb, direct booking, etc.? Maybe a listener's question. Right, so that's where we are. Um, anyway, keep up the great work. Thanks, Ben. 
So yeah, great to hear from Ben. And that raises a really interesting question. Yeah. We've been quite vocal about our experiences with booking.com. Um, I think there's a few things here, isn't there? Um, yeah, I think because booking.com can be a very, very, very good shop window. And then you take your guests from booking.com and then you convert them directly. However, it's like going back to the guest avatar and your target market, isn't it? Because, you know, my when we talked about this, Mark's, I said to Mark, well, you know, it's, it sounds quite touristy. And I know from our experience with Meadowcott, the one in Milford-on-Sea, we have very little booking.com bookings from there, don't we? So yeah. I, I would have said, and it, it's not really a reflection on the issues we've had with booking.com, but I don't necessarily know that his guest avatar would be booking.com. So. Yeah, so that's definitely a really good point to make. Um, I susp- I don't know, Ben, we don't operate in, in Wales, don't claim to, um, in, in Snowdon. Uh, we do operate in another national park. Um, I suspect that your uh, your target market will uh, the, your your traffic, if you like, will come largely from Airbnb, and then hopefully from direct bookings as you build up that track record and that repeat custom. That that is my suspicion is that Booking dot com won't be a significant player for you. Um, having said that, um, it still fits into a wider question because they might still contribute, you know, a significant chunk yeah, of the bookings. Yeah. The mm. first thing I would say, the first thing I would say is. Do not allow Booking.com to take your payments. I mean, th- th- that for me is fundamental. Yeah. You must have control over the... F- I know we don't have that option with Airbnb for whatever reason. We've never had a major issue with those guys. Do not allow Booking.com to handle your payment processing. You need to handle that yourself. Now, I see so many people, people I know that were impacted by the financial uh, crisis that the... the, the um, how do you describe it the fraudulent activity of booking.com last year anyway um caught up in all of that who are i don't know whether we just have short-term memories as a service combination host or we just like an easy life but people are slowly but surely gravitating back towards allowing booking.com to process your payments and i think it's a mistake i think that's how they get you um i totally get it even I have had a moment, and it was only a moment when I thought, God, you know what? Should we just switch back to their payments? Because they, they want you to they do. do not make it easy. Taking your payments is not easy, is not straightforward. Um, and they, well, it's easy our end, but they just don't make it very transparent to the guest about how the payment processing is working, when we're going to collect it. And they really don't care about making that process easy because they don't want you to do it. They want to take their extra, whatever it is, 1.6% that they out charge. Works probably millions, doesn't it? It if does. They take their money. And, and do you know what? I'm not even going to lie to you. Actually, I worked this out the other day. Uh, processing the payments ourselves is actually slightly more expensive to us it would be cheaper for us to use booking.com's payment processing and do it that way um and it would uh, until we get another issue with them it would potentially take a lot of headaches away but you've got to bear in mind the long-term um sustainability independence uh, of your business and i that's what i would say first and foremost don't allow booking.com to take your payments you need to have a, a payment processor you need to use something like stripe hooked up to a system like charge automation like rental ninja something along those lines that you can connect with your channel manager to take the payments yourself that is the first thing i would say but your question comes in at a really interesting time because we've had a really interesting but 
accidental case study, haven't we, we have, over the last yeah, few days, have, which is yeah. fascinating because I can't remember if we spoke about this on the podcast, but I know you and I have talked about it. Like there's that little devil on my shoulder with everything that we've gone through at booking.com that says, Turn what if off. we just turned it, Turn off? it off? What would actually happen? Um, because it's not so simple as to say we would immediately lose 35%, 40% of our bookings, whatever it might be. It's not as simple as that because the calendar would now be more available for other platforms to book for other people to book direct all of that sort of stuff but equally we would also lose more than we thought because a lot of our conversions come from you described it as a shop window from booking.com guests that we then convert so it's, it would be fascinating and we accidentally got to test this because uh those of you that have uh, listened to the first couple of episodes of this season will know that um that booking.com uh put their dirty mitts in our bank account yet again to take some money that they were not authorized to take. And we managed to get the bank to recall that payment. Um, and essentially that just feeds back into the computer says no situation at booking.com. And it marked that payment as outstanding. And therefore one of our properties, one of our independent uh, as in, it's not part of a block, one of our single mm-hmm. apartments uh, got delist temporarily what do they call it? Suspended, delisted from the platform. So essentially this particular, it's a two bed apartment. It's near Nottingham. Um, It has always had a significant traffic from booking.com. In fact, we've always said that was one of the ones that we would be most nervous about switching off. Didn't you say last February it was a hundred percent? Well, this is it. This is the case study because obviously this February, uh, was it February or January? Yeah, February. February. This February, um, we have had uh, no bookings from Booking.com because we were switched off. Okay, and here's some headline stats for you. Um, the unit, it's only a small unit, it brought in just over six hundred, six hundred, sixteen hundred pounds in revenue. It's not great. But it is February. And we're only halfway through. We're only halfway through the month. But anyway, that's where it currently stands. £1,600 revenue, uh, I think about 60% occupancy. So so really not great rates, but it was quite empty. We've been trying to get some longer bookings in. Anyway, that's irrelevant. £1,600. Okay. No booking.com contribution to that at all. Rewind. I thought, let's compare it to last year. So I went back to February 2023. Lo and behold, £1,600 revenue. This is at the end of the month, albeit slightly lower occupancy, actually. So rates are probably a bit higher, slightly lower occupancy, but exactly, almost exactly the same revenue. 100% booking.com. Yeah. 100%. Every single booking that constituted that £1,600 of booking.com. This February, 0%. So actually, we're slightly better off because of commissions. Mm. So we don't pay the commissions. But here's the interesting one. 80% direct 80 percent that's absolutely amazing which it's, it, it's brilliant it's brilliant it's, it's encouraging like i don't i still don't think that we can immediately we need to, we know we need to get all of our ducks in our row with regards to the next phase of our direct booking strategy yeah, yeah. Uh, before we can really look at divorcing ourselves from booking.com but i found that fascinating that yeah. when the calendar was freed up it booked so it's it, it, it's how it's really given me food for thought because We've made this big pledge to our team about 70% direct bookings. But how can we ask them to do that if the calendar's taken up with booking.com bookings? We need to give them the space to do it. And it's catch-22, isn't it? Because you don't want to lose the the occupancy in the calendar and take that risk. But equally, sometimes backs against the wall is the best way to to drive change. And also with booking.com guests, 
what they tend to do is because you don't pay up front, they will think, right, we want to go to the new forest. Therefore, I'm going to book this, this, this and this. And then they set an alert on their phone for two weeks before to remind them to cancel the ones they don't want. So your calendar could be filled up with people that actually aren't even going to stay. Yeah, that's a really good point. And and to compound that, this literally happened yesterday, uh, booking.com again without our authorization. And it was only Danielle that spotted this when she was um, pu- pulling together some handover information just before she left, had switched all of our properties back to smart flex bookings again, yeah, um, unbelievable which is really buried away in the deep settings that you can't spot. It's not in your cancellation policy or anything. You have to really go and hunt for this. And it basically means the guest doesn't have to pay until the day of arrival. Yeah. They, they, they run roughshod our, over our cancellation policy and, um, yeah, we'd already asked them to switch that off and it had been switched back on again. Um, the more I hear it, the more I think, let's just flip the switch. The funny thing is <laughs> that they even admitted to it. So um, so Danielle immediately contacted oh. our account manager who said, yes, you have been automatically switched to smart. They don't even try and deny it. Anyway, uh, I'm not sure if that answers your question, Ben. Um, Sorry, I, we've had a bit of a I suspect <laughs> discussion. That, no, I just it was really timely, your question. I suspect that you won't have a big reliance on booking.com anyway. So my question is, is it worth the bother? That's my big question for you. But if you do decide to go down that route, because at the end of the day, they're a big player, I can understand you wanting to be part of that shop window. Um, just don't let them take your payments. That, yeah. that, that would be my overriding advice. I really don't think you're going to need them very much. I think there are other... And by the way, you mentioned direct bookies. Direct bookies is always the get that. that direct bookies is always the objective. Even uh, you know, trying to you know, divorce yourself from Airbnb and stuff like that. It's always about trying to convert people to direct bookings, repeat bookings. I'm sure your place is going to be amazing. It's certainly in a beautiful part mm. of the world, and I'm sure you will you will start to see your calendar filling with people that want to come back again and again and again for key dates, mm. and that will help you over time reduce your reliance on the online travel agents. It's just I get it. When you're starting out, you need that shop window to start to get those bookings coming in. Okay. You know what we need to do now, don't you? It's time for everybody's voice of reason, the anchor in the storm. Is that an expression? The voice of calmness. Anyway, I think we better call Kim. Let's do it. Hi, Kim. How are you doing? Hi, really good. Thank you. How are you both? Oh, I'm so excited to see you. It's been such a long time. It has. Yeah. Um, I have a bone to pick with you, though, Kim, before we get started. Um, So obviously you're the owner of a successful cleaning company and you're also um, a co-owner of Stay New Forest, our management company, which a big part of all of that is attention to detail and (laughs) presentation (laughs) skills. And I've got I've got two words to say to you. Chocolate truffles. (laughs) Oh, no, they were a mess, weren't they? (laughs) I, I think I likened them to the um, the Star Wars Death Star. <laughs> oh my goodness, they were horrendous, and I they tried my hardest. <laughs> you definitely they went for the. Good. They tasted good. You definitely went for the rustic. I did. Look, yes. I think. Yeah. That's that's very fair thing to say. Yeah, that was a very generous thing to say. They um, 
Yeah, they they wouldn't have won won any awards for their looks, would they? I'm pretty oh, I'm pretty sure they were they were likened at one point to chocolate dusted Brussels sprouts. I think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! What fun though that was. It was oh, great. Fun. It was a great experience. Kerry was brilliant, wasn't she? And uh, she yeah, was really was good. good. Yeah, good yeah, really, really good, and and so nice to experience what our guests can experience. Yes, and, uh, yes. I I think that's the lovely thing because Carrie was so good; she was so inclusive. She included you, Mark, even with your inability to be able to fill a truffle with uh, cream. But there you go. Wow, I, I was, Mark I was better a, than me. <laughs> I was a one man conveyor belt. I think. Yeah, you like us to think that. Anyway. <laughs> well, maybe that's where I went wrong then, because I was trying to keep up with your speed, and then I just took my eye off the ball with my attention to detail, and then it all just went to pot. <laughs> I, I we've been contacted by somebody that offers other experiences, a gin experience in this case. Yeah, so I'm, I'm there. Just, yeah, I'm just trying to tee that one up, Kimberly. Just trying that's, to see it up. That's much more in Kim's wheelhouse. Uh, oh yes, you can't go wrong with gin, can you? <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to get a date in the diary for that one. So I'm free. Whenever it is, I'm free. I'm available. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> Love it. We we have a question for you. Okay. We have a question. We're getting down to business. We have a question yes. for you. Um, and the question is around, and, and I, I'm convinced that any hosts, any kind of Airbnb host, holiday let host that, that listen to this podcast will – have either found themselves in this situation or, or will at some point. Um, and, and you you offer a unique perspective here because you're part of a holiday let management company on one side of the fence. Mm, and then yeah. on the other side of the fence, you you obviously run a cleaning company. Yeah. So my question is, how does it work or how do you think it should work when uh, there is an issue with a clean or, or at least – Let's say a guest raises an issue with cleanliness. They say, you know, this isn't clean enough or this hasn't been done properly. They flag that up with the host and then the host needs to go to the cleaner, presumably, to say, look, I've had this feedback. Yep. How should a host handle that? And what, what I guess, like agreement do you have? Like what's your understanding of what's expected of you from a cleaning point of view when things aren't as they should be? Does that make sense? It does. Yes. Okay. So first thing I would say was um, how long did it take for the guest to to raise this concern? So that should be something that you should have with your with your guests. So any issues, I mean, with cleaning, it's either going to be spot on or it's, you know, there, there's going to be issues. Yeah. Um, so I would give a time frame. So I would say within three hours of checking in, and that is quite generous, actually, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so within three hours, if it's been raised and it comes back to, to us, then first thing I would say was, right, okay, we will, I will send somebody um, to go and re-clean or I will go myself Um. So that would be the first thing I would do is offer, always offer to go and re-clean. Um, ideally, the guests wouldn't be there uh, yeah. because if they're already nitpicking and then I send somebody in, there yeah. could be that could escalate into a situation yeah. where nobody wants to be in. And we have to verify, though, right, first of all. So. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'd ask for photographic yeah, evidence. That's it. Because I'm just thinking from a host point of view, like it's. It, 
I, I like to think we advocate for cleaners on, on this pod, podcast and, and how yeah. difficult and challenging their, mm. their job is. And, and it does frustrate me sometimes on various Facebook forums and what have you that it looks to me as though the a lot of hosts have completely the wrong attitude and a bad attitude when it comes to cleaners um, yeah. in terms of, you know, there's got to be a little bit of give and take. Like, you know, I know ultimately we're the ones that – carry the, the 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 can when it comes to reviews and that sort of thing but ultimately you know it's not going to be perfect every single mm-hmm. time and you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. so mm-hmm. we've got to verify it we know that guests uh some guests unfortunately know how to play the system i think more and more are trying to play the system as well at the moment so yeah. photos you yes, said yeah, um videos yes. photos um and, and and just making sure that the guests allow an inspection in the first place because how often have we encountered this where they've raised a complaint and we said oh um you know sorry to hear about that we'll send someone around to come and have a look and they say no i don't want anyone to come in yeah so in that situation um i wouldn't take that too seriously because they're obviously trying to get a refund there should be steps in place i mean it's really quick just to kind of try and throw money at people to appease them yeah but that's never going to work long term for any business agreed yeah um So I would always say, um, you know, let somebody come around, have a look. They can um, address any issues that that might have um, that they might have raised. Yeah. Um, if they're not happy with that, then then you yeah. you're well within your rights, surely, to to um, say yeah. no to a refund. Mm. Yeah, um, and it's yeah. If the guest doesn't give you the opportunity to rectify it, like you said, I think the time is a really good point yeah, to have raised because how often do we end up in that situation where actually, you know, we don't hear about it until there's a review and then yeah. what, what, what does either side do then? All, all that's mm-hmm. going to end up is the, 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 the frustrated host going to the cleaner saying, I've had this negative review about cleanliness. The cleaner's like, well, what can I do about it now? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Yeah. Of um, course. And we we do make that clear in our guest messaging, and that's a big tip for people is to uh, make sure, first of all, that you do send, we send an automated message. It always goes out to every guest, every stay. Literally, it's about an hour, I think, or an hour and a half after they've checked in to say, Mm -hmm. is everything okay? You know, please uh, let us know quickly so that we have time to do something about it if if there are any issues. Um, But... So, okay, so there's a whole verification process. There's a timing thing. Yeah. What would be the expectation? Because I'd imagine, is it just a case of communication between the host and the cleaner in terms of agreeing what would happen? So if there was something missed, and let's face it, it, it's going to happen at some point. Uh, You know, the microwave wasn't cleaned or or there was, I don't know, whatever it is, it hadn't been hoovered or something like that. There needs to be an agreement right in place where there's an understanding of, who sorts that out, who absorbs the cost of that, et cetera. Yeah, of course. Well, for for us, so using one of the points you've made, if the microwave hadn't been cleaned and the hoovering hadn't been done, then those are two massive errors on our part. So if we if the guests will allow us to go back in and address those issues, then I wouldn't charge for that. That is yeah. our mistake. We've we've messed up on that occasion. Yeah. yeah. So Obviously, we would charge for the time we were there to start with, um, but we wouldn't charge for the the second visit. Yeah. Because um, we, I still have to pay my cleaners. Yeah. So if the cleaner has spent three hours in a house, they're going to be 
expecting three hours pay. If things have been met, missed, then that's yeah. kind of falls back on me to for because I didn't check up. Um, we yeah, do yeah. we do take videos, we take photos after the cleans. Mm. Um, the cleaners send them to me, or they upload them straight to the the task list on our yeah. um, portal. Um, but the video is just a quick sweep, really. So yeah. you're not in every video. In every, you're not going to be yeah. checking all the cutlery. You're not going to be opening all of the cupboards. It is just a gen- generic sweep, yeah. just to say, look, this is clean. Um, because otherwise, the videos are going to be 15, 20 minutes long. You know, going around everything. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if something had been missed and it was an obvious mistake on our part, we would always go in and rectify the issue with no charge yeah 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 it's a sensitive one isn't it it's the, the, there's always going to be let's say the scenario you're in is you're working with a new cleaning company there's going to be a bedding in period where you get to know each other's standards where they get to grips with it might be a system or a cleaning checklist or what have you and i think it's really important that um you know you build that relationship where you know that there's a there's a trust element there, and that you're prepared to work yeah, with each other. But if there are repeated issues, so equally, you know, we have had the experience as well, not with with yourself, obviously, with your cleaning company, but we have had experiences in in other areas with other sort of cleaning setups where the response to to any uh, sort of cleanliness issue that is raised by the host or the guest is very defensive, mm-hmm. um, and therefore I can see it from the host point of view that they feel yeah. a little bit. Um, vulnerable because ultimately they might have spent, you know, how X amount of money refurbishing a property, even developing a property. And because the the cleaners aren't showing that level of attention yeah. to detail, it's, it really hurts. It genuinely like has an impact on, on the business because yeah, your reviews course. are going to be lower. You're not going to get seen as much. You're not going to get booked as much and it, and it can be yeah. really frustrating. And so it's not surprising that sometimes it comes to a head. I, I think the good yeah, thing obviously working with yourself Kimberly is it's brilliant because I know you read our reviews yeah. and I, I yeah and I know that if you spot anything about cleanliness you go back to your team and I think that's a really good yeah. thing to if anybody's looking to take on another cleaning company you know one of the questions I suppose as a host to the cleaning company is how do you check standards yeah yeah you know, and and you know when you do approach with that level of detail I think that's really good from your perspective because um that's really hard with a change of hats isn't it trying to work out who you are but but, yes. think, <laughs> but from your perspective I, for us as host I think that's brilliant because we know you're on the ball and I think yeah. for other hosts looking for cleaners this is where I'm trying to get to in a very rambly way yeah. for other hosts looking for cleaners that may be a question when yeah. you're looking it's- at new cleaning companies it's the question to the cleaning companies how do you check standards? What's your process in place for checking standards with the cleaners who work for you? Is yeah. Because we know what well, you do, me, which works well. Yeah. Well, if I'm training a new member of staff, I always say there's no such thing as that will do. That's You shouldn't ever say that will do. Yeah. Um, that for me is just that's a cop out. Um, and I think there can be a level of arrogance in if somebody was to say, oh, I, you know, I wasn't really happy with that standard of cleaning. And then if you get defensive messages back from the the cleaning company, then that to me just that doesn't sit right. 
because nobody is perfect and yeah. any kind of feedback there's for me i don't think there is such a thing as negative feedback because yeah. you're always learning from it yeah you can't you can't um if somebody was to say okay well i for me those standards aren't good enough you can't say well i disagree because that person who's raised those concerns they are concerns for them yeah so you have to have a a standard of service and it has to be a consistent level of service yeah. and i always say to my girls at the end of the clean would you be happy staying here look at everything with a guest head on yeah you know just just go round and if you're paying the money to stay in this house like our guests are yeah. would you be happy to pay that amount for your holiday and you know would you would you be yeah. happy to do that um and if they're not then they have to go and redo bits so yeah. i i think you've hit the nail on the head i think there's two things there there is well caroline brought it up being proactive with the standards not reactive so not yes. just trying to do uh, you know a good enough job yeah. and then reacting when it's flagged up that it's not you know, as good as it should be. It's been proactive yeah. in terms of looking at the reviews. And like Caroline said, I, I remember it as well. You came to us and said, look, I can see that the the, the cleanliness review score for this property's dropped from, it was like 4.9 to 4.8 or something. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But you were straight onto that. And, and, you know, that's when we were, we knew we were on to, yeah. onto a winner with you <laughs> in that sense. Yeah. But also it's about um, what you just said there in terms of, where where we've ever had issues with cleaning teams, if you like, is because they don't do that one thing that you just said. Yeah. They don't stop, look at it just for two minutes, you know, mm -hmm. just look at it from a guest point of view and just think, you know, I've got to now look at it in terms of me arriving at yeah. this property is everything. Because we know that, that this type of cleaning is not your standard wipe down and a quick mm. hoover, is it? It's about presentation oh, no. as yeah. much as anything yeah. else. Um, and it's when that hasn't happened that, that we've had issues because, you know, they're too busy. It's, it's, it's just another clean, you know, they don't care enough about it to take that sort of ownership. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can get incredibly busy in the summer, um, but just taking those those five minutes yeah. can save you a lot of heartache in the long run. Yeah. You know, if you just spend five minutes just walking around, just have a look, just be a guest yeah um yeah. and if you find something then it's not going to take you much time just to quickly just go and redo it just change something because if you then have to get called out to go back one exactly. it's embarrassing two it's really awkward mm -hmm. and then you you're kind of you're breaking that trust between yourself and the and the homeowner yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So it's, it's two way, isn't it? It's two way communication, I think, is the, is the key to all of this, um, that host needs to be. And we've we've cleaned ourselves um, when we've been thrown into the thrown into yeah. the mix, haven't we? And and I, I actually think that's you, I, I know you advocate for that all the time mm -hmm. as, as a host to do a clean um, and, and do a clean yeah. under the kind of time pressure. Because um, Caroline cleans brilliantly. But uh, honestly, we, we would have to have a, a 72 hour window between check ins. Um, <laughs> she will take nine hours to do a one-bedroom apartment but, um, but that's the thing it's easier when it's not your property because like i do it at home my home is never as clean as as a place you know a domestic yeah, clean yeah. that i go and do yeah. because i get distracted and it's easy to do but also for the for the hosts 
after your guests, after your cleaning team have been in, if you've got the time, if you've got an, an available night, just go and stay in that property. You go and be a guest in your own place. And yeah. then you'll pick up on bits as well. Yeah. Um, but if you're getting regular issues, say, for example, shower traps are being missed each time, then that is a conversation to have with the cleaning team. And maybe they don't know because cleaning, there is the perception of cleaning's easy. Anybody can do it. Yeah. But if you don't know that the shower traps come apart yeah. and you have to clean them and put them back, then that is, that's a learning yeah. curve there. Yeah. Um, you know, some sofas are fixed but some cushions can come off. So if you're constantly getting people saying like, oh, you know, lost the remote down the side of the sofa, we put a hand down there and it's come out with crumbs and dog hair, then that's, you know, go back to your cleaners and just say, look, can we just add on 10, 15 minutes to your clean? Just make sure you're doing this each time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I think that's really good, good tips. So good tips. Yeah, it's it's relationship building, but I, I just feel like, and hopefully this conversation has been useful for people listening and particularly anybody that might be just starting out because getting these things clear from the outset, like when you first start, yeah. it's quite difficult to claw it back. I think it is. Um, I think it's better to have these conversations from the beginning. What will yeah. we do if this happens? Like it's it all sounds great, but let's face it. Everybody sounds like they're going to do an amazing job when you interview a cleaning team because they'll yeah, all obviously say, you know, they've got this amazing attention to detail on all of this. It's, it's, very difficult to differentiate based on a five minute conversation. But I think the more we can just be open and say, well, well, what's going to happen when this happens? What's going to happen when it goes wrong? What's going to happen when a guest complains? You know, all of these, how do we handle mm. that? I think thrashing that out from the beginning is, is the basis of a working relationship, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Kim, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Kim. No problem. Great to have you back on the podcast. Your your voice of reason and and calmness. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, thank you so much for for giving us some time. Um, where welcome. are we? Quite quite late on a Saturday evening now. Very yes. unsociable hours. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm thinking. Yeah, perhaps we should have a gin. Kim. I was just Kim. going to say that. You've planted the gin seed in my head. That's it. <laughs> gin o'clock. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Well, enjoy the rest of your evening, yeah, Kim. Enjoy your evening, Kim. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. 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 Okay. Should we talk about role definition? I think we should talk about that. So... How do you feel our team is shaping up? I think they're shaping up really well. I mean, when Lisa was coming in, it, it was almost like, oh, yeah, wow, this is a it's a great like for like for Danielle because they're very similar personalities. But I don't think should ever pigeonhole people at the very beginning because we're very much a case of looking at people's skills. You don't go on the hunt for a bookings manager. You don't go on the hunt for, you know, you go on the hunt for good people with good skills because when they've got good skills, you know, across the board or transferable skills, then then that's when the training comes in. And then that's when you can mould them into who you want to be. I think you had a phrase, didn't you? I think you pinched it from a gardener. Yeah, <laughs> I like my garden, as you know. Um, right plant, right place. Yeah. Same applies for people, I think. Yeah. Right, right people, right place. Um, yeah, I think you're right. It's starting to come together, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think, well, 
the, the fact is nobody that works for our business has any prior experience in service accommodation or, or or this kind of hospitality. Lisa's got a bit of experience, well, a lot of experience, lot of experience but in a, in a different different area of hospitality, um, and, and as has Jen in a in a sense um, uh, with her gym background. Yeah. Um, so, but that's the point, isn't it? We're we're sort of we're pulling from transferable skills like you described, um, and we're, we're I think we've always been a big believer in skills-based recruitment that isn't about expecting people to have a jam-packed cv in fact we have gone that route before and it hasn't necessarily no, it hasn't worked, worked out the way we wanted yeah. to has it we yeah. we have had a member of staff previously who had a lot of credentials in our industry and it just wasn't the right it wasn't fit. quite it didn't quite fit i think the i think they necessarily came in with an agenda and felt that they could perhaps almost map us towards them, whereas that's we're much more of a, a team, aren't we, where we yeah. all work together. And we're always very open to listening to people and we always take on board what our team, you know, bring to the table. It's like when we were discussing some issues we had this morning, it was very much a case, well, well let's see what Lisa's yeah. input is on this because she'd been dealing with it. So, you know, very much taking on board what people bring to the table for us. Yeah, really. it's it's been... I think it's all starting, the jigsaw puzzle is coming together, isn't it? And yeah. It's all starting to come together nicely. The skill sets are all starting to slot into place. Um, really exciting role now, I think, mapped out for Lisa around the whole guest experience thing. Um, so I think I think it's all starting to slot into place. And it's, it's constantly evolving because we're constantly trying to map out how Cinderella and Mariana are fitting in because yeah. it's almost like... Um, it's almost like going a bit old school and having all the different jobs on a little yellow sticky note. Well, that is exactly what we yeah. did. Standing in front of a board and saying, well, their skills really go well with this and their skills really go well, but actually everybody can do this, isn't it? Yeah. And it's really fine tuning the best role for each person because then that, that works for them and they feel they're bringing value. Yeah. You know. It's a juggling act, isn't it? Well, it's been a, a juggling act because um, it's, you know, Jen obviously plays a, a pivotal role in all of this. We've not been able to involve her in as, as much of those discussions we'd like. Jen has unfortunately had to deal with an unexpected bereavement uh, in the family, which is which has been really sad. So she's sort of been taking some time to yeah. deal with that. So ideally, we'd have involved her a lot more in these conversations. But equally, you know, I, I well... Um, we, we know where Jen's at. She's very committed to the business. Yeah, yeah. And um, once, once we get a chance to sit down with her properly, I just think it's all falling into place yeah, yeah. really, really nicely. Um, I'm really excited about the future. But I just thought it was it was it was an interesting thing to talk about that that that, that we're not we're not always looking for the best CV or anything. We're looking for the right person, person who has the yeah. right personality. We can teach the rest. Yes. We can teach the systems. We can teach how to deal with different scenarios. Um, but it, it's really important that, that you're the right person. I, I'm a big believer in this phrase of never being the smartest person in the room. So my absolute expectation, not, not even antis, my expectation is that, in a year or two's time, we will be surrounded by a team that know more about how to make this business successful than we do. I would say it's probably going to be a bit quicker than that. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? I'm, like that's actually my dream, though. Yeah, that, that I've got I no. Agree. I agree. I know you're the same. We've got no ego tied up in this at no. all, um, and I think our business will be all the better for it. We're leveraging the skills of people who, um, and it's skills, but it's also time. It's like you know, we could 
probably have a go at doing everything, but we'd be spread so thin. Yeah. We're just not going to be good enough at any of those areas. Whereas actually, if we can give people, based on their skill sets, the dedicated time to focus on specific areas of the business, it's going to absolutely propel it in a way that we're Most not able to yeah. do. That's what I find exciting about it. Um, and I think that the the rapport within the team, the engagement that we're getting is 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 fantastic. So it's still early days. We're still mapping a lot of this stuff out um, and still finding our feet, uh, I think. But it's it's really exciting. And uh, I, I just thought that was interesting to talk about. Mm. Um, and, and I think that would be my recommendation to anybody looking to get into this is hospitality is all about customer service, as we yeah. know. So it's about finding the right people to be the shop front for your business ultimately and Um, everything else can be taught yeah Well, that's a wrap for episode three. That's gone quickly, but I think that's going to be quite a chunky episode. We have yeah, we've got lots to, yeah, absolutely loads to cover. We've got a bit of a week next week as well, haven't we? We have, we have uh, cliffhangers. Um, <laughs> yeah, cliffhangers are, are galore. Um, first of all, will Lisa still be with us this time next week after everything she's I had hope to go so, through? Because she's meant to be coming with us next week, isn't well, she? Well, <laughs> yeah. So we have got a cliffhanger that we actually haven't spoken about yet. We'll, we'll certainly be covering this in the next episode. So we are meeting with the case officer, the planning case officer at Eaton House. We are. We've actually, this has finally started to move. Thank goodness. Well, isn't it? yes and no, this oh. should have happened right at the beginning of the process, well, yeah, but they've fair, switched yeah. out the case officer who now needs to basically start from scratch. Anyway, we are meeting with them. So we will report back on how that goes um, yeah. and, um, and our experiences on that one. So that's a big cliffhanger for us. We won't have a decision for you by the next episode, but we'll, as, as always, we will um, document the yeah. journey and um, tell you, tell you what goes on with that one. Um, thank you so much for listening uh, as always we really do appreciate it it's always great to hear from you so uh, make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast fixed that just makes sure that you don't miss an episode and any way that you can help us spread the word absolutely and share yeah, the podcast yeah. with other people um, it's only going to get stronger it's only going to mean we can bring better and more varied content uh, to you guys so um don't forget to uh, follow us over on Instagram at Secret Service Podcast. Oh, phew, I thought you were going to ask me to say that because I always forget it. <laughs> um, don't forget to leave us a review. That also helps other people discover the podcast too. We get lots of lovely reviews. So if, you, uh, if you're able to do that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever you listen, that would be amazing. I've and got a quick question. Go for it. Did Basil get any likes on our Instagram last week? Because, of course, he made a feature appearance, didn't he? I, I don't had think to- so. Oh, come on, guys. Show some love for Basil. I don't think he did. Um, But yeah, go and check out our Instagram page. We're going to be throwing a lot more stuff on that over the next few weeks and months um, so that you get uh, some visuals as well of of behind the scenes of what what we go through. Um, And yeah, don't forget to get in touch. It is Honestly, it's always great to hear from you guys. So send us a DM at Secret Service Podcast on Instagram. Um, And we will catch you on the next episode. Yep, see you next week. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.